Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to another episode of In Bed with Poseidon. Before we get started, I just want to see who's creeping in the chat, who's creeping in the chat. We got Drasley, Michelle Obama, welcome, which I'm convinced by the way that Michelle Obama and Barack Obama are the same person uh, in the chat. It's just that Barack finally transitioned to Michelle Obama uh, because uh, they're both 18 years old. So y'all think I'm not watching, but I'm watching. I, I pay attention. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to everybody that's watching. So, uh, yeah, before we, oh, Codex, Codex in the chat. What up? So, uh, as you all noticed today, um, it's a solo, it's a solo podcast. Uh, Mental Funerals on the chat. Welcome. It's a solo podcast. Uh, and ever since I've had Annabelle as my co-host, uh, I haven't really, usually in bed with Poseidon, I pay attention to the chat a lot, to Michelle Obama, I am indeed trans. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, so yeah, and usually I don't pay too much attention to the chat because I'm talking with my co-host. But if you guys have any questions today, any extra questions that you want to ask, go ahead and ask. I'm here for that. Uh, you need to change your username on Discord. Uh out with celibacy since Annabelle is not here. Drasley, a lot of masturbation. A lot of excessive masturbation. Uh, do you miss your girlfriend, Michelle Obama? I miss her? <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, am I crying myself to sleep? <laughs> you motherfuckers, God don't chill, do you? Eh? <laughs> God damn. Um... So yeah, so uh, she's not with me today, so if you guys have any other questions, go ahead, shoot them in the chat. I'm going to be paying more attention to the chat today, and before we get started, I have one specific topic that we're going to talk about, and that is a addiction. I was about to say addiction, but it's addiction. Uh, oh, who we got in the chat right? Flat Cat? Flat Cat, welcome. I haven't seen you in a minute. Welcome, lovely flat cat. Oh, you like solo Poseidon. Damn. Damn, say no more, flat cat. <laughs> uh, well, are you reading chat now? We have some trolling to get to. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I know you guys are savage, so go ahead. Have fun. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're, today's topic is uh, addiction. I've prepared a nice little funny story also for you guys at the end uh, that has nothing to do with addiction, but it's I found it last minute and I found it fucking hilarious. So I'm going to show it to you guys and we're going to talk about it together. Um, so yes, addiction. But before we get started, what I wanted to talk about, uh, we have beautiful fucking weather right now in Montreal. I hope you all are enjoying it. Also, I feel like during this whole COVID-19 pandemic, they've been fucking trolling us, okay? Speaking of trolling, uh, I'm going to explain to you why. I noticed at the gas station that I stopped to stop at almost every date, either buy coffee or cigarettes or to grab a quick bite or to pump uh, some gas, gasoline, as they say, when it was minus 20 degrees outside, these motherfuckers would make us wait outside in a line on minus 20 degrees weather, freezing our asses off, maximum of four people in the store, which, by the way, the store is a gas station, which is a, here, it's a Couchetard and a Tim Hortons together. 
minus 20 degrees, making us wait in line one by one. Now that the weather is nicer, everyone's allowed in the fucking store. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't fucking get this shit. You were feeling replaced by Annabelle. <laughs> well, I mean, look. She's got that Gluck Gluck 9000, as they say, right? <laughs> yeah, going back to that, it pissed me off because today I stopped at the gas station to buy coffee. I grabbed a quick Tim Horton sandwich because, I don't know, the mayor of Toronto was fucking hyping it up. And uh, ever since he hyped it up, I've been trying it out. Uh, very good. Their new egg sandwiches. Uh, everyone's allowed in the store all of a sudden. Like, are they just fucking with us at this point? Like... It's fucking freezing. No, no, no. You have to fucking wait. Now that the weather's beautiful and you could actually wait outside the store, everyone's allowed. I feel like they're just fucking with us. So that was just one thing that uh, I paid attention to that kind of pissed me off. Agree, Michelle. I was having separation anxiety. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not stop at the gas station. It's stop at a gas station, Michelle. Stop at a gas station. <laughs> It's all been a big power scam. They have to ease up before people revolt. Yeah, and speaking of revolting, um, I think in uh, today I will also notice a quick thing that we're I'm gonna say I'm not gonna stay too long on it because this whole COVID talk and protest talk has kind of fucking exhausted me and it pisses me off every time I bring it up. But there have been people protesting. I think today in Montreal. I don't know for what though. It didn't seem. Uh, like it was for the, the, the health measures put in place. But in Toronto, there was one. And I think in the UK, there was another one uh, recently. So uh, people are getting fed up. If you lock people in long enough, unless they're a criminal, even criminals at some point, they're going to go fucking insane. But unless they're a criminal uh, and a threat to society, you lock them up long enough, they're going to start going bananas. And I can say this also for myself, which um, this fucking curfew situation in Montreal, which, by the way, because Flatcat is from the States, so I'm going to explain it to you, Flatcat. I don't know if you, what you've been listening to exactly because I've been incredibly busy. Um, Quebec is the only place in North America with a fucking curfew at 8 p.m. And the 8 p.m. curfew, I'm not going to lie, I couldn't go on those, you know, little nightly drives, clear my head and shit. It was driving me crazy. It was driving me crazy. Four walls in an apartment, I'm not going to lie. There's only, you know, there's only so much you can read, so many video games you can play. You start to kind of fucking go bananas, especially knowing, like, you want to go grab a bite. You want to go grab a fucking tea. You want to go for a walk. You want to go for a drive. Uh, you know? And you just can't. I want to buy smokes one time. I was losing my fucking mind. And speaking of smokes, it's part of the addiction uh, topic today. It's going fucking crazy. And now, what pisses me off... Can you really go bananas if you're already crazy? Yeah. Yeah, you could. There's levels to this shit. <laughs> There's levels. Uh, I would know. <laughs> uh, what is Splatcat saying? As long as people allow the government to lock them down, the government is going to take advantage of it. The people need to fight back. Enough is enough. Flatcat, uh... Codex knows you can always get crazier. Flatcat, I agree with you, but there's a very big issue in the province of Quebec. I'll say mainly Montreal. Uh, people are fucking pussies in the city. 
they don't have the balls or the courage, I would say. They don't have the courage to stand up to fucking uh, tyrannical fucking rules that they've put in place for us. You want to wear your masks in stores and shit? I get it. Maybe you might keep some people safe. Purell. I get all that shit. But the fucking curfew. And now the worst part is, Legault has pushed it from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. And he's acting like he's doing us a fucking favor. He's acting like he's doing us a fucking favor. This motherfucker. And speaking of addiction, this has only made people's addictions worse. You know what I mean? If you have an addiction. Because addiction, I feel like it's a big part of our life. And we don't really talk about it uh, enough. Because there's two types of addictions. There's the substance abuse and there is behavioral addiction. So substance addiction, whether it be alcohol, in my case, cigarettes, uh, you know. Are drugs like cocaine, crack, meth, uh, what else? Heroin, you name it. Opioids. I think opioids falls into heroin and all that shit. Anyways, you, you guys get the point. Weed, but weed is more of a psychological addiction. Um, all that shit. It's making it fucking worse. And the worst part is they're fucking profiting off of it. Because while all the businesses were fucking closed and the curfew was put in place, uh, the SQDC and the SAC remained open. You know what I mean? Psychocidin. Do you mean that like I'm a psychopath or like a psychologist? Because I am neither. <laughs> um, you know? So it's only made people's addictions worse in terms of substance and behavioral addiction. Uh, I, can, I, I can vouch for this because it, the curfew has stressed me out, causing me to smoke more. That's the thing. And the people who are acting grateful to get back at a fraction of our freedom need to wake up. Yes, I know. Some motherfuckers are out there. Like, I was I was watching videos on Instagram. And some motherfuckers were like, oh, had uh, people just respected the rules uh, from the get-go, then we wouldn't need a curfew. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You fucking idiot. Everybody respected the rules from the beginning. Including myself, because we don't know what the fuck this is. And you know me, I'm the type of person that's very, like, rebellious. Like, fuck your rules and fuck this and fuck that. I'm not going to buy it. Even me respected the motherfucking rules from the get-go. And then I got tired because then, basically, I realized they were just lying to us. Two weeks. You guys remember that shit? Two weeks to fucking flatten the curve. Yeah, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go and do whatever the fuck I want. I was seeing a girl from Quebec City at the time. I'm going to go and fucking fuck until my dick falls off. Fuck these people if you think I'm going to listen to them for another fucking minute. People who are acting grateful. Yeah, so going back to the videos that I was watching, uh, some some people were like, you know, if you had... Bro. Anyways, I just I'm repeating the same thing now, but it gets me it gets me very uh, agitated to see people just being fucking complete sheep. I'm not saying go out there and cause mayhem and lick handrails like Pantella says. I'm quoting Pantella on this one: lick handrails or fucking you know fucking spit on everyone. I'm not saying go do that shit, but fuck, bro, enough is enough. What is the chat saying again? Michelle Obama, psychologist. Talking about addiction. Oh, do you think they're going to keep it this summer? That would be crazy. Oh, we're going to get to that since you bring it up. Yes, they need to shut the fuck up, freaking sheep. They're seeing escorts. That's not respecting it. Whoa, whoa. Michelle, this has been as of late that I've been seeing escorts. 
from December. Okay, so uh, don't don't fucking don't play these games with me. <laughs> you know? Um but Michelle Obama you said something about the do you think they're gonna keep it this summer? The thing is knowing how the government is, especially in Quebec, how corrupt these motherfuckers are, I think they're gonna try and keep it. I think they're gonna try and keep it, but it is going to be so goddamn fucking beautiful. I feel like this summer, the summer that they impose curfews and all this bullshit, I feel like this is the summer we're going to get one of the most... In Montreal, if, if you're not out, out of the Montreal... Uh, if you're not from the Montreal area and you're listening to this, just so you know, we're known to have mediocre... I wouldn't say shitty, but mediocre summers where it rains a lot and, and shit like that. Uh, yes, thank you, Flatcat. But I think they're going to try and keep the curfew to the summer. Or if not, they're going to try and push it back again just to alleviate some stress. Be like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Instead of 9.30, 11. The summer of George. Instead of 9.30, 11. Uh, we're going to push it to 11. And then act again as if they're doing us the fucking favor. As if we're fucking prisoners in their fucking city or whatever the fuck, you know? Whatever, the government is corrupt everywhere. Yes, Drasley, I agree with you. It is corrupt everywhere. But in Quebec, uh, they, they outdo themselves every fucking time. It's unique what goes on. When people tell you Montreal's like Gotham City, man, they're not making it up. So I think they're going to try and keep it. But I mean, like, bro, you want to sit on a terrace drinking, smoking, doing whatever the fuck, chilling with friends, uh... Until fucking 1, 2 a.m. Bro, people people are going to be like, nah, fuck this shit. Even the sheep. i am be like, you know what? I want to enjoy my summer. Because I haven't met a single person who does not enjoy summer. And if you don't enjoy summer, in my book, you're a complete fucking psychopath. And you should be put down. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> so, going back to addiction after getting all this bullshit off my chest that was fucking frustrating me. Going back to addiction... Uh, we're going to talk about, I've prepared some topics. I personally never really had any substance addiction except for nicotine, alcohol. The, oh, the, also the reason why uh, I'm talking about this today, where it came from, is on two drink minimum. Um, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, we spoke, it came up for the second time, uh, sex addiction, right? And we're talking a bit about addictions. We didn't really delve into it uh, because it's not, you know, that's not how that works. But from that, because it's the second time that came up, the first time I remember I skimmed over uh, sex addiction. But this time, since it came up again, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into this. Just a little bit, not too heavily. Uh, and that's where I discovered that there's uh, two different types of addictions. And depending on who you are, uh, substance addictions might affect you more and or behavioral addictions might affect you more, depending on who you are, which is why some people get addicted to substance, but don't really have any behavioral addictions, you know? Uh, in both cases, people are like, just stop, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what that's what people usually hear. But in, because I never had alcohol addiction, substance, the only substance, again, is nicotine. Even though I drink on the regular, it's usually just to have a drink, just to mellow the fuck out, you know, if I had a long day, stuff like that. It's never... Drinking myself to sleep or, or into a fucking coma. Although when I used to party, I used to drink a fuck ton. But that's besides the point. And a story for another day. Um, so where are we in the chat before I get started? 
Ah, yes. Perfect. So, nicotine addiction. Uh, I've been trying to quit smoking. I think I quit like 33 times in the span of a year. Uh, but I know what triggers finally for the first time uh, for you to smoke, right? Because uh, one thing about nicotine is it, th- it ties into behavioral addiction and substance addiction as well. So uh, one thing that I found particularly interesting about nicotine addiction is it has triggers. So there's a, there's triggers that will cause you to smoke. And what's funny is I do all five of those triggers. And they're very fucking simple triggers. Like one of them is drinking coffee or taking breaks at work. Uh, yeah, I do that. Talking on the phone. It explains why every time I want to spark a cigarette, every time I'm on the phone. Drinking alcohol. I drink alcohol. It's not an addiction to alcohol, but what's interesting is alcohol sparks my appetite. To Literally sparks my appetite to spark a cigarette. Driving your car. Motherfucker, I drive everywhere. <laughs> Spending time with friends. I spend time with friends. Primarily here, you know what I mean? But uh, all five of those uh, are triggers, and I do all five of them. So I'm not beating myself up for, you know, for it being difficult to quit smoking. But, I mean, I should quit, probably quit uh, at some point. Because it does affect your health negatively. But, uh, so those are the triggers. And also, if your parents were smokers, you're much more likely to develop a nicotine addiction. So in my case, also, both of my parents uh, were cigarette smokers. Uh, my father smoked for, I don't know how many, 20 to 30 years of his life. My mother is still a smoker. And actually, the first cigarette I ever had was when I was five years old. And I'm going to tell you guys this story. I don't think I've ever said it on another podcast. Self and addiction should be studied more. We're going to codex. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. So um, the first cigarette I ever smoked, I was five years old. Okay. So it's funny because, you know, my mother did a lot of good, but she also did a lot of bad, like every other fucking parent on the planet, right? So what's funny is I was five years old and I saw my mother smoking, right? And me being a curious little asshole that I was, I'm like, oh, what the fuck was that? It looks like a lot of fun, right? Smoke's coming out of the mouth. A person looks like a fucking dragon, right? So I go, I want to smoke it. And I want to do what you're doing, mom, you know, because you look at your parents and you absorb what they're doing. And my mother, you know, told me, no, 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 no. And instead of explaining to me why this is a bad thing, eventually she got tired of telling me no because I was a stubborn little fucking asshole. Uh, She goes, okay, here, try. Like the fucking genius that she was, right? Here, try. And I I take a puff from the cigarette and I start coughing immediately. I think that's where it all started. Going downhill. The moment she handed me that cigarette is the my complete demise. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, it's it's funny to to look at you know what your parents are addicted to, and what you end up becoming addicted to also as well. But one thing that uh, I have avoided like the plague was alcohol addiction. The reason why I never fell into alcohol addiction is because uh, it has, I've seen the effects it's had on both my mother's side and father's side. Who, by the way, my father was, for a point in his time, 
uh, that breaks your heart. No, flat cat. That wasn't the point of this. <laughs> you know, who uh, at some point, my father, who has admitted to me that he was an alcoholic, he would uh, drink like crazy. Not only would he drink, but he'd also hop on his motorcycle, apparently at a Harley Davidson, while he was in the army and after the army, the military, because my father did do military. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry about that, folks. But he would fucking hop on his motorcycle, this guy, and fucking go for a drive, just completely smashed out of his fucking mind. Uh, so my parents haven't been uh, the the proper examples, I would say, for society. <laughs> you need to no flat. I'm good. I've you know you know what I've learned to do, flat cat. I've what I've learned to do. What I have finally done in my fucking life is basically. Start taking more accountability and I've adopted myself. I'm now my own father. Yes, you heard that correctly. I'm now my own father and uh, guide throughout life. And I try to think more on always uh, on my next steps, you know, instead of putting that burden onto somebody else. So, and trust me, Flat Cat, you wouldn't want the burden of adopting me. Trust me when I tell you when I was a child. I was the devil. I was also the devil. So I, in a way, I completely understand my parents because dealing with me must have not been easy. And then my two other brothers were mini versions of me. So you can only imagine what the fuck was going on. And we would repeatedly get into physical scraps uh, for, I would say, about 15 years. And I don't mean physical scraps like pushing each other. Physical scraps where we're literally, literally decking each other. In the face, in the, you know, in the chest. We're just fucking going at it. So physical fucking scrap. So it, it wasn't it wasn't easy. And trust me, you wouldn't. I don't think anybody would want to adopt me if we're being a little bit honest here. All right, because <laughs> I'm a handful. Uh, hey, but um, yeah. So the reason why I think I never fell into alcoholism was because I heard all the stories and saw firsthand what the fuck alcoholism can actually fucking do to you. Uh, I saw it from my father, heard it from my father, saw it on all my dad's side, relatives. I saw it on my mother's side. Um, my uncle in Greece had got, has gotten to numerous accidents because of alcohol. He used to drink so much that eventually he had to get operated because it fucked up his stomach. Uh, he, he used to basically eat and drink as if uh, he wasn't going to live another day of his life because he's been in accidents and shit. Anyways, I'm not going to get into too many details, but it's a little bit dark and I don't want to I don't want to bring the mood down if you guys know what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> so I think because I saw those terrible negative effects alcoholism actually had and the, the death and destruction, it can actually cause. Not just in a family, but societally wise, relationship wise, with friends, you know, with your wife or whatever the fuck. I think that uh, seeing that and l that living in my subconscious actually always prevented me from really falling into alcoholism. So that's one thing I've been good at, or any other kind of uh, substance abuse. Because I have living in Park X, also, I have seen. Uh, what the fuck substance abuse does to you. Uh, I've been robbed by a crackhead 
when I used to work at a gas station. Uh, oh, you guys don't know this story too, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it quick, quick. Uh, I used to work at a gas station for two years, from the age of 16 to 18, and I wasn't naive, but I was a little bit too nice, as they say. So um, working, and it was at a corner where the corner was notorious for having a lot of people who were shady characters. We're gonna say, and uh, and what happened one day was uh, I had smoked a ton of weed at school, right? And I got called in to go work. That day I wasn't supposed to be working. They're like, "Yo, I need you to work." The guy that was managing me was uh, I have to reveal the silence. The reason I only do drugs, and I'm not a big fan of getting drunk. Drasley, yeah, you see. So if you see the effects of drugs and alcohol, it's gonna be difficult. For you, uh, yeah, seeing the effect, it's going to be difficult for you. So that's one good thing. Being my issue is mainly in behavioral addictions, which we're going to get into uh, a bit later on. Um, <clears throat> where was I? So, yeah, so I used to also see a ton of crackheads uh, at that corner. So I saw firsthand what the effects of coke, crack, heroin, fucking dust, missing teeth, the behavior, you know what I mean? People acting like crackheads. It makes you do crazy shit. Oh, and I have a theory on sex addiction, which we're going to get into in a moment, which kind of, in my head, ties everything together. I don't know if it makes 100% sense, but it kind of made sense, so I'm going to say it. Um, so I saw the effects of all that shit firsthand. So even when I partied, I didn't really, you know, I had my party days, uh, which we're not, we're not going to get into too many deta details, as they say. Uh, it prevented me from really falling into that shit um so going back to when i had smoked a ton of fucking weed one one day after school i go into work at the gas station and you know i was responsible for pumping the gas putting air in tires sometimes you know i'd help with oil changes tire changes uh the like cleaning the place etc making sure the money is safe <gasps> sorry there was um this was early on when i had started working there there was a crackhead that um, basically came to me and he said, what did he tell me? I'm trying to remember here, guys. I'm trying to remember. He told me, I was I was high out of my mind and he must have noticed, oh, this guy's, this guy's fucking high as balls, right? So he must have noticed this and he comes and he tells me, bro, uh, and he knew the owner's names and everything and he goes, bro, so-and-so told me to bring a delivery of uh, bolts. I think it was bolts he was trying to... Sell, I'm like, uh, oh, okay, that's interesting. Where, where's the, where's the merchandise, right? I mean, being high in my mind, usually I would call the boss and be like, bro, so and so is bringing, uh, said that there's a delivery for this. Do I pay him? And he goes, no, don't pay him. Or yes, pay him, and we're good. What happened was this guy lied to me. There was no delivery of anything, but because I was high out of my mind, I couldn't function properly. Uh, this fucking guy. He goes, it's going to be this much. And I, me, like a fucking dummy at the time, I hand him the money. So I hand him the money, and uh, the guy takes off. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll come back with your uh, with your delivery. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, as I did it, I didn't realize. And then I think after the high died out, like after an hour, and then I could think clearly, I go, ah, shit. Shit. It took like about an hour, an hour and a half. I was sitting there and then like 
the high completely left, and I was back to normal. I was like, ah, shit, motherfucker. I was like 300 uh, some dollars. I'm like, motherfucker. Motherfucker, I think to myself. Fuck, how the fuck did I fall for the oldest fucking trick in the book in the fucking hood, right? Oldest fucking trick in the book. I have something to be delivered no, no, for your boss. Fucking wait here. Give me the money. Bada, 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 beep. Pop, pop, pop. You get robbed. Hey. Um, which was funny because the guy could have robbed me for way more. I had like a stack of $2,500 on me. And uh, the guy just decided to take 300 something. So, I mean, uh, who's the idiot at the end of the day? Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that had happened to me. And about an hour and a half, like, I came down from the high. I was like, ah, shit. What the fuck did I just do? So what do I do? I call up the boss and I go, bro, I got bad news for you. And he goes, what's wrong? I go, look, uh, we've been robbed. And he goes, what? How? And I explain to him the story and he shows up and he's like, how the fuck did you do this? And at the time, because, you know, I was a teenager and uh, I was up to no good. Now, the 300 some dollars, honestly, it barely made a dent because I had to pay it afterwards. Uh, it barely made a dent because at the time I was making money. We're going to say cash, okay, on everything that I did. So barely, I was upset, but I barely put a dent. Um, and uh, and the guy was like, how the fuck did this happen? And everyone thought at 16 years old that I was basically mentally retarded because I didn't tell anyone that I was a high as a fucking kite when this guy came in. I just told them, oh, no, it just happened. I gave him the money. Right. So everyone thought because I didn't want to tell anyone that I was fucking stoned at work. Uh, I didn't want to tell anyone that I was fucking uh Stoned, so everyone thought I was literally mentally fucking retarded. And they were like, what the fuck? My mother was like, are you a fucking, who the fuck are you to give that amount of fucking money? And then anyways, it caused some fights between other people and etc. But um, yeah, I remember that. It was one of the funniest times. I think I've only, I've only been robbed twice in my life. That one time, and both times, it was because of something else. Uh, the first time was because I had smoked way too much fucking weed. And the second time was I was way too horny. That was when I was in L.A. You guys are familiar with the story already. You know how it goes. Uh, so, yeah. That's a that's a story on how I got robbed when I was high as fuck when I used to work at the gas station. And that, that gas station was a fucking shit show from crackheads to people trying to rob people. This is the side effects of smoking while on pregnancy. Uh Oh, shit. So, Michelle, you think I was pregnant and I didn't know? Then, Michelle, if I was pregnant, where's the baby? Oh, this is a side Oh, you mean like side effects of my mother smoked while she was pregnant. I see what you did there. No, but I don't think my mother smoked when, when she was pregnant with me. I think she did. And I think my father was like, I don't remember the full story, but she, she must have been like, he was like, don't smoke, it's bad for the kid, and this, that, or whatever the fuck. But I know for a fact that for my with my brothers, she didn't smoke. She, she didn't smoke. I don't think she smoked. Anyways. Uh, moving on. I, li I like that little insult. Uh, oh, I'm the side. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what we're getting to. Uh, are you high right now? Maybe. Hey... Um, <clears throat> so yeah, going back to what I was saying, so there's, uh, the nicotine addiction and I think, 
another addiction that I have is definitely the porno and sex addiction. And um, because there's behavioral addictions, there are, there are actually eight common uh, behavioral addictions. I'm going to name them to you guys one by one. There's the gambling addiction, sex addiction, which I fall into, uh, internet addiction. I kind of do, but I kind of don't also because sometimes I get fed up of looking at my phone and I throw it away. Uh, shopping addiction, never had. I enjoyed shopping for new shit, but I ne- and it was never like, a, oh, I need to fucking buy something. Uh, video game addiction. I went through this for like a few months and then I realized it was unhealthy. That was when I beat uh, one of the Prince of Persia games in one sitting. I basically sat down and played Prince of Persia. I think it was the Warrior Within uh, and played for 15 hours straight. I didn't shit, piss, or eat for 15 hours straight. Uh, and that's when I realized we're like, I eh, know this is kind of unhealthy and I shouldn't do this. Uh, plastic surgery addiction, which is a, a behavioral addiction, always wanting to change your appearance. And uh, binge eating disorder, food addiction, which, fuck, so I've had multiple addictions at the end of the day. Uh, food addiction <laughs> and uh, risky behavior addiction. By risky behavior, they mean adrenaline, like if you're looking for like adrenaline or something, which I think I, think I kind of had for a bit, but I think it's affected my brother mainly. Uh, because my brother goes parachuting as soon as he can. He, like, needs to go parachuting and do kind of crazy stunts and shit like that. Fucking psychopath jumps off of cliffs into, into like, water and shit, does backflips. He's a fucking lunatic. This is the youngest one, by the way. But if I were to choose one that I had for sure, because even, even the food, I mean... Yeah, maybe at some moments in my life, maybe a little bit. But I've still kind of always had a lid on it, you know, a bit of control, you know, like uh, sweets. Because sugar is as addictive as cocaine, uh, you know. So, I mean, I've had a good lid on it. Because if I was really, truly addicted to food, I would be, uh, I wouldn't fit in this fucking chair right now. And I think right now I fit the... Pretty comfortably in this fucking chair, right? Risky behavior that didn't last long because I matured uh, and realized like I shouldn't be doing shit like this. <laughs> Plastic surgery, no, I've never wanted to modify. Video game, we spoke about this. Shopping never happened. Internet, now internet. The only way I've kind of been addicted to the internet is with the memes. So because memes and funny videos and shit, they release, they probably release dopamine because I laugh. Uh, I would say that's the only thing I've kind of been semi-addicted to uh, in terms of internet addiction. you know. But apart from that, I don't really give a fuck. Um, but sex addiction, sex addiction, that is where my problem lies. Uh, so I'm going to get rid of the gambling. Hold on. Just, just a second, guys, because I'm controlling everything at the same time. Uh, internet, shopping. Bangu, uh, plastic surgery, uh, food addiction, no. Oh, which, by the way, uh, since I, uh, look, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if I have sex addiction or porn addiction, as they say. Oh, you guys spoke a lot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was also, oh, Emily, welcome. You hadn't, you hadn't spoken this whole time. Uh, welcome to the chat. I was also stupid when I got robbed. The guy acted like he had a gun, but I didn't give him anything. Stupid teens. 
But you didn't give him anything. But you could, what if he actually had a gun? You would have been shot. Goddamn. Sorry to hear that, by the way, that you went through that. Dude was like when I was pregnant. Yeah, Codex, it's called a fucking joke. <laughs> you motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> Stop smoking while pregnant after seeing Poseidon. <laughs> I used to be deep in video game addiction. I like finishing a 50 hours game in about three days. Yeah, that's bananas. That's crazy. What about sleep addiction? Dennis the Max. Welcome, by the way, Dennis the Max. Uh, you bring up an interesting point about sleep addiction. I think that's just called depressed. Uh, if you have a sleep addiction, I think that's just being depressed. Also an addiction, collection addiction. Yeah, um, that that could be just hoarding, right? Which falls into behavioral uh, addictions, you know? But anyways, going back to sex addiction. And now I'm not 100% sure if I do actually have a sex addiction, but I have fallen into the description the only thing I haven't done really is uh, commit a crime to have sex. I think that's the only thing I haven't done. And by commit a crime, I mean like, I don't mean like getting an escort uh, because that to me is not a crime. Uh, I, I mean like actually raping somebody. I haven't actually committed a real crime to have sex. So that's the only category I didn't, I didn't fall in. So that's why I think I have a sex addiction. Is it hoarding if it's clean and worth something though? No. No, it isn't. If it's an investment, I don't think it's an addiction. But if you're just hoarding to hoard, like let's say, so I'll give you guys an example, right? These headphones. Let's say these headphones after a year, they fall apart, break, they're not holding too well. The, the the soft cushion is falling apart. It's leaving traces on my fucking ear. Uh, on my ears and on my neck and shit. Little black stuff from the cushion. Then And then I decide to buy new headphones. And then when I finally get the new headphones, I plug in the new headphones and start using the headphones. If I don't get rid of the old headphones and actually throw them out, um, I have to keep them around. I just have to because you never know. Then... I think that's where it becomes a bit of an addiction, uh, the hoarding. You have to hoard them. So if you catch yourself with fucking five pairs of old headphones that don't fucking work anymore and they're just lying around, I think that could be considered as an addiction. So what I was going to decide to do, because I think I, I do legitimately have sex addiction, what I was going to do is in Mon Montreal, uh, there's uh, like AA meetings, there is SAA meetings, as they're called. Now, I'm not going to tell you guys where they're at, but I'm pretty sure you can find them uh, on your own. Uh, I'm going to go to one of these. I'm going to go to one of these SAA meetings, and I'm going to find myself a wife. I mean, I'm going to try and heal myself. Is What the fuck was that sound? I'm going to try and heal myself is what I'm going to do. All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to be like, I'm going to see what it's about. And if I see that it doesn't work, at the very best, I have stories to come back with. So I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to these SAA meetings because uh, I read on the website um, you can go face to face even though there's COVID. So let's see. Let's see. I, I might find myself a, 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 a fucking nympho wife. Who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Uh, it's gonna be fun. So I'm gonna come back with uh, stories at the very least. That's for sure. 
perfect place for you to hook up. Coda <laughs> and fuck all participants. Oh shit. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was just saying. No, no, but seriously, I'm gonna go to do serious investigation, guys. Serious reportive investigation for research. <laughs> uh, what is Codex saying? You should make some calling cards and just pass them around. Often you think it end up in an orgy or something. Oh my god, that's a good question. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's such a good question, Drasley. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh do SAA meetings end up as orgies. Um, for the listeners, by the way, I'm very sorry for the dead air, but it's because I'm also doing research at the same time. I can't find anything, no. Oh, shit, this one's interesting. I thought I was a sex addict. After months of SAA meetings, it turns out I'm just a woman. Okay, shut the fuck up. So, um, wait, maybe she, she might be, she might be right. Because the thing is about sex addiction, so the way that it describes it, how you know you have sex addiction, is it works exactly like substance abuse. So I'm gonna, uh, so I'm gonna explain to you guys the problematic behavior. Um, so it first becomes a problem when you recognize habits that may be considered problematic, reduce or eliminate unwanted behavior, and know when to talk to a mental health professional. So those are the three stuff that happens that you realize like it could be a problem uh oh no that was porn addiction well same thing but hold on hold on hold on actually no this is this one better i think this one is better what is compulsive sexual behavior uh okay so what is uh compulsive sexual behavior so this is when it becomes an addiction right uh the following characteristics indicate compulsive sexual behavior repetitive sexual activities that become a central focus of the person's life to the point of neglecting health and personal care or other interests, activities, and responsibilities. I'm not going to lie. This has happened to me numerous amount of times. Numerous unsuccessful efforts to significantly reduce repetitive sexual behavior. Uh, yes, such as watching porn. Like, I cannot, like, uh, it was worse. Like, I was, at some point, I was watching porn two to three times a day. Some days it would fall into four and five. But I've cut down completely to once, uh, once a day just to sleep because if I don't, bust a nut so they say i feel like i can't sleep but which is something that i should fucking fix because it's not it's not healthy if you overdo it continued repetitive sexual behavior despite adverse consequences or deriving little or no satisfaction from it so i thought the reason why i fall into this is because uh i have banged a lot of escorts and it's cost me a lot of money and at some point when i was seeing the girl from quebec city when she was over, she, she had stayed over, I think, for about a week and a half. At some point, she sat on my dick the wrong way. And I guess, I don't, it didn't break, but, like, it kind of pulled on the skin a little weirdly. And my dick was hurting for the whole week. And I had said, like, I, I, yo, like, we're not going to fuck. <clears throat> we're not going to fuck. Sorry, I just got to drink some water quick, quick. We're not going to fuck because my dick hurts, right? And she's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Me being the fucking hornball, I'm like, 
I gotta stop because my dick hurts. Me, I kept fucking. I'm like, nah, fuck it. We're gonna fuck. While my dick is in pain, my dick is is fucking in pain. By the way, uh, I'm still fucking. And she's like, okay, it's up to you. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, okay. Still going at it. Felt good, but also a lot of pain. Um, so that's that's where it became problematic. Where it has become problematic for me in the past. A pattern of failure to control intense sexual impulses or urges. And the resulting repetitive sexual behavior over an extended period, for example, six months. Yes, that has happened. It's been years now. I can't fucking. It's like a fucking itch. A persistent behaviors that cause marked distress or significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, and occupational function, as well as in other important areas. Yes. So. It also puts a list of the. Um, of the common behaviors. So one of them, activities that can sometimes have a link with compulsive sexual behavior include compulsive masturbation, check. Multiple affairs, sexual partners, and one-night stands, check. Persistent use of pornography, check. Practicing unsafe sex, no check. Cyber sex, no check. Meeting with sex workers, check. So I fit into four out of six, which percentage-wise, it's not looking good for me, all right? Behaviors and attitudes may include uh, an inability to contain sexual urges. Well, yeah, that's why I got to go... So I got to go see escorts sometimes. I got to let it out. It can't be contained. It can't be contained, guys. I'm too much of a sex monster. Detachment, meaning that the sexual activity does not emotionally satisfy the individual. This has happened, I would say, 85% of the time. 85% of the women I've slept with has not satisfied, like it satisfied me like busting a nut-wise, but um, I didn't really like the broads at the end of the day. Uh, if y'all know what I'm saying. <clears throat> Strong feelings of attraction to others alongside continually being in love and starting new romances, often leading to a string of relationships. Guilty. Feelings of guilt and shame. This one has happened, but not as often. Giving up social, work-related, or recreational activities to pursue sexual stimulation. Yes, that has happened. And how many times I've dipped out of fucking places just to go fuck complications. Uh, family and relationship problems Including breakups Financial problems The first one Not really Because I've kept a lid on it Financial problems Yes STIs No Thank God So one out of three So This is why I think I do have I wouldn't say severe Sexual addiction But A mild Sexual addiction Oh You guys have written a lot Oh my God Okay What have you been saying uh, I should make some calling cards. I know that's where, what if I'm addicted saying racial obscenities in minor and minority neighborhoods, Dennis, the max that makes you a racist. Um, so yeah, uh, like half the time, at least clearly they come prepared is the, the meeting in a dungeon though. Oh shit. I hate a, and most of those groups because there's a lot of religious shit mixed in. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't like that shit either. Codex. Like one of the steps is believe in a higher God. I mean, what the fuck? They get money from the government for this shit. Uh, yeah, that's gonna that's probably going to piss me off, which is going to make an interesting story, so that's why I'm going to go. But beware, I have a friend who is a light nymphomaniac and got a girlfriend who was a uh, nymphomaniac too. She drained him so much, he left her, he said. Oh, shit. At first it was nice until, until she started waking me up twice a night. Oh, shit. Sounds perfect for Poseidon, Drasley. Left man, I did that to him once. Still have the scar. Well, I agree for it. 
Bro, bro. Well, here's here's the thing. You see, so if I was in that guy's shoes, I would not be satisfied. This bitch, if this bitch would wake me up for dick, I'd be like, I, I'm dicking you right now. And I would be tired in the whole day. I wouldn't give a fuck. I'm like, yo, I'm dicking this bitch. So I think like a nympho and me, I think it would like go very well together. I don't know why I did this, but anyways. Um, so, yeah. Flatcat, I, I like your opinion, Flatcat. If you're still in the chat, let me know what you think. I'd like to know your opinion on all this. So, yeah, I've been thinking uh, of going to SAA, as they say, just to at least come back with stories. You should record the discussion and change the voices so we don't recognize the voices. No, you know what it is? Like, all of my stories, Michelle Obama, you're going to have to take my fucking word for it, which is a good thing because uh, I don't lie about stories and stuff like that. I do bullshit sometimes, white lies, as they call them. Uh, but... Apart from that, I don't lie about the stories and the details of the stories. So you're going to have to take my word for it. No choice. I'm not going to film strangers or record strangers. Make a montage montage of the best moment. Uh, maybe we might cartoonify it in the future. Who knows? So that's what I was thinking. And that's why I think I do have like a kind of light form. Like Most of the time, I have a lid on it. Most of the time, I would say. I have a very big and heavy lid on it, and I could control it, but sometimes it becomes unbearable. Exactly like how a crackhead uh, has a fucking itch and needs to smoke crack or do heroin. Me, it's the same fucking itch. I gotta put my dick in a vagina ASAP. I had a boyfriend that tried to do me in the bum in his sleep. Jesus. A flat cat, I don't know what to do with this information, but uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, unless you like anal, but even if you like anal, I mean, of course, with consent. Uh, God damn. In his sleep. Well, <laughs> Codex, in his sleep. <laughs> well, look, you know what's happening? Okay, so I'm going to give you an example of what's happened to me when I, I dated my girlfriend of three years. Uh, this was a while ago. Um it happened, I think, once or twice or more than once or twice. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but one time I actually woke up myself from it is while we were sleeping together, uh, I had a nightmare and I almost decked her in the face in my sleep. But the one time I caught it, <laughs> the one time I caught it when I almost decked her in the face, I actually woke up because this time I actually, actually kind of like I had a bracelet on and it skimmed. I have a friend who fucks his wife. He's sleep fucking. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> he sleep fucking instead of sleepwalk. Oh my God. That is funny. That is funny. But yeah, so I almost decked her in the face. And my bra the way I woke up is it skimmed my bracelet. And the bracelet kind of pulled on my hairs and shit. And that woke me up. And I realized I almost decked her in the fucking face. And she was just there. Just fucking sleeping. Not paying any fucking attention. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, while sleeping, yeah. God damn. Sleep fucking. Sleep beatings. So, I'm only a wife beater in my sleep, guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I'm not going to read this uh, bitch-ass article. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's read it. I'm going to bring it up for you guys because the picture is very interesting. 
hold on, hold on, hold on. So for those of you listening to audio, uh, you're going to have to go to patreon.com slash Pantelis and sign the fuck up to see the article that I'm showing right now. All right, so let's let's get at it. <clears throat> I thought I was a sex addict. After months of SAA meetings, it turns out I'm just a woman. Hey, you never know. Same thing might just happen to me. <laughs> No, but there is a possibility, I've thought about this also, that I might go to these SAA meetings and I just realize, oh, I'm just a horny man. You know what I mean? Uh, which is completely impossible. Um, so the, uh, the picture is very interesting. Well, I have a theory that uh, sex workers are um, also addicted to sex, have uh, addictive sexual behaviors. Uh, so she says she was five months pregnant when she found emails to a prostitute from Craigslist in her. Oh, this is a whole ass story. Ah, now nah, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm not reading this shit. Fuck it. This is a whole fucking. This is a whole fucking. I don't have time for this shit right now. This is a whole ass fucking novel over here. This bitch wrote. Uh, I don't. Okay, so where are we in the chat? I have a friend who. Okay, we said that. Probably just pretending to have an excuse. Sleep fucking can't be true. Yo, you never know, Michelle. You never know. Michelle Obama. Maybe you're gay, so that's why women never satisfy you. I never said women don't satisfy me. Um, you are wrong, Michelle. His wife was like, yeah, that idiot is sleeping while we have sex during the night, and he is the one initiating too. Who do I know who won't speak or make a sound? Well, guys, like I was saying, you, you never really know this shit. There are some people that drive cars in their sleep. So you never know. I almost beat the shit out of my ex-girlfriend in my sleep. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah. But, so my, the oh, and this was my ultimate theory that I didn't mention. Uh, that what I think. One, so, 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 okay. So lately you guys know the term simping, right? Simping. Now I will admit, I will admit I know simp, right? I know simp. That's the truth. But, but, I'm not going to lie. I have simped a handful of times. Even though I think I do have a sexual addiction. Uh, you know, I've for the most part, I've kept a lid on it. But I will admit, I have simped a handful of times. They can fit on my hand, the times that I have simped, right? First thing, um, I think, this is my theory, I think simping is a byproduct of sexual addiction. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. <laughs> so what do I mean by this? So uh, especially now that we've gone really towards uh, these internet times, we're constantly being bombarded by porn. Um, constantly being bombarded by sex stuff, you know, sex has been selling the, the selling of sex, not just in, in real life. I mean, digitally wise and, and and consumerism wise has skyrocketed. There's sex everywhere you look at, and I think the fact that we masturbate so much and watch so much porn, except for oh wait, what did you guys say? I was joking. Uh -huh, I know it's possible. People have killed while sleepwalking, so fucking it's possible. Real question, Poseidon. What do you see yourself settling down with someone? Uh, 
somebody that has the right values as me. You're simping for Annabelle. I simped for about a minute on Annabelle. That's it. But uh, no, the like I said, only about 15% of the women I fucked have been able to really fully satisfy me uh, emotionally, physically, and etc. cetera. Uh, for who I want to find, simple, somebody with the same values as me. You know what I mean? Somebody, you know, with loyalty, integrity, uh, all that shit, you know? Uh, but yeah, where was I going with this? Uh, yes, so I think simping is closely tied to sexual addiction. So I think because we're everything everything that you look at has sex now. In, in some way or form, whatever people are trying to sell, because people know sex sells, there's sex in it in some shape, way, or form. This is what I think. Now, because there's so much sex in everything, it has made people uh, really crave it. And the fact that they can't get it, uh, has created some sexual addictions. So that's why I think simping has created, that's why I think sex addiction has created simping. Now, <clears throat> the reason why I think this is I think I'm a, for the most part, pretty well put together man, okay? And I don't mean just physically, I mean also mentally, uh, psychologically, Spiritually, I think for the most part, I'm good, right? Apart from the little sex addiction part and the smoking part, for the most part, I think I got this, right? Um, now, the handful of times that I have simped, I have stopped after I was done, I was like, I was shocked with my own behavior. It was like, what the fuck? I don't behave like this. In most of the circumstances. Why in this circumstance I behaved like this? So I think simping is a byproduct of sex addiction. And we've created this society. That's a lot of denial. For what? That's true. Also, kids are exposed to sexual stuff way younger. So we'll get worse. Better a simping sex addict than some psycho MGTOW. Codex, I don't know what the fuck that is. What's the MGTOW? MGTOW. Men going their own way. Is an anti... Oh my god, I didn't even know this existed. Men going their own way? Is an anti-feminist, misogynistic, mostly online community advocating for men to separate themselves from women uh, and from a society which they believe has been destroyed by feminism. I mean, I don't know. This is, to be honest, this seems kind of gay, if you ask me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, so I think, yeah, they hate women. Yeah, no, I don't hate women. I love women. I fucking love women. I love them when they're around me, in my vicinity, everywhere. Uh, but yeah, I have caught myself simping a handful of times, and I think that simping and sex addiction are both very closely correlated, as they say. Um, but yeah, you know what happens is, it's because some guys, so for the most part, there's definitely a lot of repressed gays in there. Oh yeah, for sure. 
for sure codex like if you guys listen to the intellectuals uh how like uh the vatican and the churches and all that there was probably a lot of repressed gay guys and gay women um so for sure so to go the complete opposite route because oh fuck now that makes me think of my father even more because even though i've been rejected because okay so for the amount of times that i fucked uh i would say i've been rejected because the truth is like for success for success not just in with women but with everything in life there's gonna be way more rejection than there is uh hitting your mark uh I've never, never in my life hated women or said, like, maybe sometimes a woman has said something in my anger. I've been like, oh, fuck you, bitch, or whatever. That's the the furthest I've gone. But to turn heel completely and be like, fuck women, fuck these whores. Nah, never. Never. Never happened to me. So it is a little bit weird, and it's funny because now it makes me think of my father because my father... After the divorce with my mother, because, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you guys know the story, has gone that route. So now it just raises more questions. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that topic, uh, because as you all know, it's a very complicated topic. Um, But yeah, so that's my theory. Simping is a byproduct of sex addiction. Because uh, at some point, the man feels like, you know, he's masturbating so much and, you know, his testosterone levels are all fucking weird. He has nothing... To offer but being a simp Putting the pussy on a pedestal Making him think like Oh you know what I might get pussy like this You know what I mean So As as uh, one of Denzel Washington's uh, clips This brother's starving <laughs> I don't think it had to do with sex But I'm just saying People use that clip And put it for shit like that um, But yeah Okay So funny story Of the day That I had prepared Speaking of all this sex talk and stuff like that. Biological biological male who identifies as transgender wins Miss Silver State beauty pageant for women. So this is the funny story that I had prepared for the end because I was talking about sex and everything and I saw it last second. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up over here. Bada beep, bada boop, hey. <clears throat> Biological male who identifies as transgender wins Miss Silver State beauty pageant for women. So this is the transgender in question. Now, here, okay, we're going to come back up to these pictures. You guys are going to see why we're going to come back up to these pictures for a very specific reason, okay? Okay. So uh, we're 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 going to, we're going to, Continue reading, and this is it, and then the stream is over. And a first for the Miss Silver State pageant in Nevada. A gender non-conforming biological male who identifies as transgender has been crowned queen at the pageant's 2021 competition. Okay. Cataluna Enriquez, who had previously entered other women's beauty pageants and has won pageants for transgender contestants, called this win a celebration of womanhood. So, ladies, um, I know you're going to get pissed, but fuck, we're even better at being women than you are. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Miss Silver State was a great experience to me. It was honestly a celebration of womanhood and diversity and the celebration of being your true self. Um, 
Now, now here's where it gets weird. Enriquez reported that in pageants outside Nevada, Enriquez had been required to have a doctor certify that Enriquez uh, was biologically female. Once pageant organizers learned she was gender non-conforming male who identifies as transgender. Enriquez said that unlike the other contestants, she was not provided with a roommate. I see that as a win, to be honest. I like being alone. Um, I was asked to provide documents that were invasive, in my opinion, physically asking me to get a letter from my doctor. It brought me back to a time where I felt like I was not welcome, said Enriquez regarding the pageant's requirements. The Miss Silver State pageant is the largest preliminary pageant for Miss Nevada USA pageant where Enriquez intends to next compete. Now, <clears throat> in a way, so, so basically, if you guys fully understand, he was upset that they asked for papers from the doctor. But I don't blame them, thinking that he actually had a penis. I don't blame them. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to show you one image. I'm going to show you one image. Right here. Let's just say, in this image, he, she, whatever, is holding the bouquet of flowers quite suspiciously. Again, for audio listeners, you got to go to patreon.com slash and check it out. Uh, holding this bouquet of flowers quite suspiciously. Now, usually when I try to hold something over my crotch area, it's because I want to hide a havesy or a full erection. Um, now, I've never seen a woman that holds bouquets like that, right? But suspicious very suspicious <laughs> now what do i think about this i think uh, it's ridiculous and the world has turned into a fucking circus just letting women i mean letting grown-ass men into fucking women's sports it gets ridiculous now we're allowing anyways but whatever who the fuck am i to judge i got my own fucking problems uh like everybody else so i'm not gonna get too involved in this nonsense but it's interesting and it's kind of funny actually that a man won a fucking woman's beauty pageant. All right. Kids are exposed to sexual stuff way younger, so it will get worse. Yes, and actually, Michelle, I, I speak about this. Uh, I don't really uh, dive into it. I was on a podcast with uh, Thomas Levac and his wife. Uh, it's called Couple Ouvert. I was on it. You guys should go check it out. We had a very grand time. Uh, actually, the first sexual stuff I saw was porn. So that might have also contributed when I was 10 years old to my sex addiction today. Better simping sex addict than some psycho MGTOW. Yeah, they hate women. There's definitely a lot of repressed gay. Yeah, we read that. You should check their forums in your free time. A lot of crazy shit. Jesus Christ. Pretty hot, not gonna lie. Codex, you're a little sus, bruh. <laughs> but yeah, so that's on uh, today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Gonna cue the music right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, letting y'all know where you're gonna find me is Deep Aside in 69 on Instagram and Twitter. I started live streaming video games more often. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Deep Aside in 69. And by video games, I mean Warzone because that shit is cracked. 
is like crack. I mean, uh, not that I would know, but I'm just saying it's like crack, uh, right? So uh, you can catch me there where I usually insult other people's mothers or call them faggots or uh, not in the gay derogatory term, but just faggot like they're being faggots. Um, but, you know, you know. Uh, or saying I fucked their mom or doing some kind of crazy shit or insulting somebody or yelling at my teammates, especially one in particular. If you guys follow me on twitch.tv slash deepposidon69, I yell at one teammate in particular consistently. It's kind of funny. Uh, so there's that. Two drink minimum every week. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen. And also my lovely co-host. She's not here today, but I'm still going to plug her because you know what? As a host, I'm a fucking gentleman. Right, I'm a fucking gentleman, so I'm still gonna plug. Her. No, of course I'm still gonna plug her. She's my co-host. Um, what was it? Fuck, fuck, fuck. On Instagram, it is Rose underscore Annabelle underscore, and on Twitter, it is Rose underscore Anna underscore Bell. On Twitter, hey, I think I got it right. And I think is that it? Is that it? Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it. Oh yes, and the intellectuals every Thursday at 8 p.m. Motherfuckers, tune in. Peace the fuck out.